Hello and welcome back to the Marketing Freaks podcast and welcome to our three-part mini-series all focused on analytics. At the first episode in this series we're going to be talking about Google Analytics 4. Obviously we can't ignore that with the retirement in 2023 of Universal Analytics. It's going to affect pretty much every business with an online presence and how you track your data, how you report on your data. So it's clearly an extremely important topic. Uh, as with the rest of this series, I'm joined by the amazing Barbara Pezzi to talk through the ins and outs of analytics, and in this case, Google Analytics 4, and what you need to do about it moving forwards. As always, if you find this episode useful, please do come and subscribe, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the usual places. And here we go. All right, Barbara, so we're going to talk about GA4. We are. Uh, um, so obviously deep, deep, deep breath. <laughs> deep breaths and patience. Yeah. Um, so obviously the news came out two weeks ago, maybe from, well, from recording it. Oh, God, yeah, so yeah. who knows when this is out. But um, the news is that Google is sunsetting, retiring Universal Analytics. Yeah. Everyone will therefore need to move to GA4. Yeah. So there's now a pressing need to get on with it. Yes. But most people probably don't understand it that much yet. Yeah. They may have looked at a GA4 property and gone, what on earth is this about? I hate it. <laughs> um, so we're going to just talk about like next steps, what people should think about, um, how to move forwards, that type of thing. Just like a 15-minute run-through of here's what you need to think about in the world of GA4. Yeah. So first off, I guess like what's your what's your take on GA4 because I think everyone I've spoken to that's had a go at it and looked at it goes oh, I don't like it. Um so what's your take first off? I admittedly don't like it. <laughs> okay, no. I there's bits that I do like about it. Um but there's a lot I don't like. And and I think it's um, and I'm trying to look at it also from the perspective of the users and the type of users, right? So yeah. from a hardcore analyst, it's great, you know, you you get all your raw data, you send it to BigQuery, and you do your analysis somewhere else, right? Or in the explore section. So I can see the appeal for that. Mm-hmm. From a marketer perspective of a very green marketer that doesn't really know much about analytics at all, um, it's maybe less intimidating than than Universal because there's only a couple of reports in there. There's like a handful of reports. Yeah. They look pretty. Um, they're very basic. And that's about it. My concern is the in-between bits which is the vast majority of the people I work with, which is marketers that actually do have some understanding or decent knowledge of Google Analytics, but they're not the hardcore BigQuery, SQL, sort of BI data analysis nerds. data wizards. Yeah. And, and I think the beauty of Universal was that it did allow for quite a de- you know, for quite, I wouldn't say advanced, but it did allow for really solid analysis within the tool itself. And, you know, if I compare, for example, if I had to look at Universal and I wanted to try to understand what a client is doing from an acquisition perspective, 
I could just go to the acquisition report. I have my source medium. I can pick and choose the goals or the e-commerce that I want. I can add a secondary dimension. I can add a segment and I'm pretty much done within yeah. three seconds. Yeah. That same analysis in GA4 becomes a massive thing. Yeah. Do you think that's part of people's reaction is that you know, over years and years and years, obviously you will you get to know the Universal Analytics UI if you want to know a certain thing, you know where to go. It's yeah. pretty intuitive yeah. as far as analytics tools go. And then suddenly it's just different. Yeah. And, you know, a landing page report or, you know, maybe just like a basic report isn't where it is, yeah. isn't where it was or it looks different. Or do you think just that kind of having to rework how you're using the tool is part of the reaction? People I don't think- like change. I mean, obviously, that's definitely part of it. And yeah. I'm just as guilty as the average person. Um, I will, you know, cry, bitch and moan for every single tiny change of every interface. Um, but I think it's also there's a lot of complexity that has been added to it that I don't think yeah. was was for. I don't think from a UX perspective, it's particularly well designed and there's a lot that is still missing, like a landing page dimension, or or trying to get a source slash medium dimension in, in an acquisition report. You can't have it. So you have to go and create a custom one. So the fact that there's so much that it's not there and you're expected to have to build it from scratch, I think this is what is annoying quite a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. But fundamentally, it's a complete rework, isn't it? It's completely different. Yeah, yeah. and like the tracking methodologies or, you know, could you talk a little bit about the technical aspect of how it's different and how GA4 collects the data compared to Universal Analytics? Yeah, so GA4 was originally Firebase, wasn't it? It was designed for mobile apps. And as such, um, GA4 relies or is almost all about events and users. While in Universal, we were more used to sessions. And, and that's how a lot of marketers are used to also think about in yeah, terms yeah, of yeah. tracking. So... Um, I do, however, understand why Google came with this new product. I mean, it makes sense because of the evolution of of cookie privacy legislations, um, adoption of ad blockers and, and browsers extension that block everything. Um, relying on, on cookies alone, it's a little bit, um, it can be a little bit tricky or it's becoming trickier. Yeah, yeah. And... And within GA4, there's an element of predictive analytics, machine learning, and some, and also the ability to use Google Signals if you want to um, enable them. That may help you fill in the blanks as in, you know as cookies start becoming less reliable in the future. So I'm I'm not disputing it's a good product. It's just or it will be. Yeah, yeah. it's just. It, it's yeah. early days as well. It's early isn't it? days, yes. And for a complete rework of how their analytics suite works, you'd expect, you know, it's going to take a bit of time, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but how different is the implementation? I know we could probably talk about that for hours and hours, but, yeah. um, you know, in terms of just getting a basic setup running, obviously you go into Google Analytics and they'll tell you it's a one click job, <laughs> which I imagine 
it's not. Not quite. Not quite. Um, but how different is the implementation and how much work is involved if a brand just wants to start collecting the basics? So, you know, traffic, you know, e-commerce events, purchase data, that type of thing. Is it is that a massive rework or is it an adaption of their current implementation? Um, if you just have a content site with a couple of form submissions and and that's about it, I think it's, it's not a big deal. Then then the Google Voice, just a click of a button, could potentially quite work. The problem is it's never quite as easy, isn't it? No. And um, things like e-commerce, um, okay, for example, let's take um, average e-commerce retailer client for which we've done countless e-commerce implementations for. Half of the custom dimensions are product custom dimensions. In GA4, we don't even have product custom dimensions yet. Right? So um, they are, they are, they say, well, Google said that they will be introduced at some stage, but we don't have them. Right? Okay. So even right now, as is, it's not quite possible to even do a one-for-like implementation. And that's one thing. And the second thing is that we do need to uh, you need you need to sit down and plan things a little bit differently if you have for example session custom dimensions if you um events um work differently now so you need to set up parameters a lot of work needs to be done in the interface um so you can google has been quite good in the sense that you can recycle a lot of the existing code you don't have to go and change especially I would say for those who did what they were supposed to do and do everything through data layers and GTM, yeah. it's going to be a much easier transition. That's good to know. Yeah. Than, um, than the ones that the, the code, hard code. And I don't even know who these days would actually do something like that, but it does happen. Yeah. Um, but I think it does. I think it's one of those where you want to sit down and and actually do this properly, take it as an opportunity to review all of your metrics, all of your tracking, ask yourself, do you really need to track this and this and that? Are you using this? And then decide how you want to handle it in um, in GA4. Yeah, that's a good point in that it's an opportunity to review, yeah. review everything and kind of take a step back and see what tracking you do and don't need. Yeah. Um, so... In terms of timelines of 2023, July 2023 seems like a long way off, um, although time does go pretty quickly. Uh, but there's, a, I guess, the pressing need of year-on-year data, exactly. which you mentioned before uh, we started recording. Um, explain that a little bit, because that's a really important point that if you're reading the, the news about this and going, oh, I've got, you know, like I, my first reaction, oh, I've ages away <laughs> ages away well, actually like there's a need to do something fairly soon isn't there yeah because um from what we understand google will um, also remove access to all of the data within that has been collected within the universal property going to remove access to it yeah yeah the data is gonna go so wow exactly so um, so there's a couple of things you need to do. One is if you want to have um, some of this sorry data, this is the now you need to start planning of exporting it and storing it somewhere. Number one, and number two, when you imagine when you get to July 2023, and you want to know 
well, are my sales up and down? Um, I wouldn't recommend necessarily doing a year-on-year comparison between universal data and GA4 data. So what you want to do right now is to start, um, if you already don't have a GA4 property, to set one up. Don't kill your universal. Keep your universal going and use it. But in the meanwhile, start collecting the data in GA4. Take the time to plan yeah. this properly, so that by the time by in, in you know next year, you will be able to do your year-on-year comparisons. Yeah, and I get like even if you could do a year-on-year comparison between GA4 and Universal, it's not going to be particularly easy or useful, is yeah. it? So, so I guess if if people are wondering what to do now, just getting that property set up, yeah, getting even just the basic stuff in, yeah. like. Um, traffic conversions conversions purchases that type of stuff just so there is the ability to do some high level year-on-year comparisons i guess putting yourself in the shoes of you in july 2023 and what you're going to need to do then exactly yeah yeah and then hopefully over the next what are we now four 15 months away yeah ish 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 um hopefully ga4 develops a bit more in that time i'm sure it will it's got to, hasn't it? If they're going to be, you know, moving everyone over to it. So whilst you're collecting that basic data, hopefully more features come in. The UI gets a little bit more friendly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so no, that's good. And in terms of the replanning your yeah. analytics, what are your recommendations for people, you know, in terms of people wanting or needing to do that? Like what's the first step if you're going to, replan your analytics what what should people be doing within that i would say the first thing you want to do and i do this actually whenever i take on a new client is um work on a marketing on a on a measurement model look at uh, and it's it's really simple but you'll be surprised how many companies don't ever bother to do that it's look at your site and think what is it what's the purpose of my site because the site doesn't just yeah. exist for the sake of existing, you know, um, a page view is just a page view. Page view don't pay your rent, don't pay your bills, don't doesn't do anything other yeah. than being a page view. So think about what is it that I'm trying to do, whether it's, okay, I'm trying to generate leads, I'm trying to, um, you know, increase revenue, I'm trying to get people to sign up for, to my newsletter, I'm trying to, um, you know, build a loyalty program. Think, what is it that you're trying to do? And then for each of those business goals, you want to pick three or four metrics that are going to really tell you how well you're doing towards those business goals. And, you know, I'm known for being a bit hater on impressions <laughs> and and hits and like yeah. clicks because to my point well that doesn't tell you anything like what you're gonna do well you can look at them and feel great but if it's all the wrong traffic and the wrong impression that's really yeah, like rubbish. You say, it doesn't pay the bills it doesn't pay that's just vanity stuff yeah. so think about okay i want to know what my average order value is i want to know what how many form submissions i want to know this and that i i spend a lot of money in this channel so i'm really interested in understanding this and that and once you know what's really important to you and what is going to help you um plan your marketing campaign better your budget allocation then you look at what ga4 does and what you can do Build and, up from and there. And build it out from there. The other thing that I think it's 
to me, probably the thing that I, I, I think I can get around most of GA4 if, you know, I'm, 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 I'm doing a lot of meditation to, to come to, to work from my acceptance and my grief for Universal. Because obviously I start using Google when, from day one when it came from Urchin. So I've seen it from Classic and Universal and it's like saying goodbye to a child that I loved very much, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I'm working through this. Um, but the, for me, probably the biggest issue I have with it is that the, the filtered views and not having the filtered views that we have in Universal with the ability to really do a lot of data manipulation in those views, yeah. um, it's a major issue. So, so you, companies need to also plan for the architecture um, because you will not have the views that you have right now. Yeah, and though for some particularly larger brands who have really yeah. kind of got an established architecture yeah that's a big task in itself yeah um so that sounds like that's definitely something where it has to be done anyway because the tool's so different so you have to replan a bit yeah um but starting that sooner rather than later probably pretty key yes. yeah <laughs> great stuff look that was a really good overview and hopefully really useful for people who are maybe a little bit worried about the change yeah. and you know want to know where to start so um Thank you very much. And this probably should add, this is the first one in a series of episodes with you, Barbara, about <laughs> analytics. So um, if you yeah, nerding out about analytics. So if you've enjoyed this one, um, definitely come back for the next um, because you will hopefully enjoy that too. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, please do come and subscribe. Join us for future episodes where we talk about the ins and outs of running paid media and driving improved conversions and revenue for your business. See you next time.